Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 186 from June 16th, 1996, a Sunday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. Adam is fresh from the K-Rock Weenie Roast, uh, hanging out with Goldfinger and using the toilet on the bus for the Verve Pipe, according to him about six times. Drew explains that they were banned from using the K-Rock toilets, and Adam riffs on only radio having situations like that arise for on-air talent uh, being banned from using the porta potties uh, put in place for them to use. Before they roll right into the calls, uh, Anne gets on mic and explains what happened with Kiss. Apparently they were scheduled to guest on the show, then they backed out of it. She says Gene Simmons was on the show last year and nobody cared. So now that there's suddenly some interest again, they're acting like big timers is what she's implying. Which she's probably right. Drew can't even remember Gene Simmons' appearance on the show last year, which must have been before the Adam Carolla era. Adam started in October. This was probably in the summer of 95 with Dr. Drew and Ricky Rackman. Adam goes in depth on the KISS performance at the Weenie Roast and explains this was the first time they were donning the makeup in over 15 years. He tells Dr. Drew how Kevin and Bean were blocked from bringing them on stage, and Adam makes fun of their attitude. All in all, another great classic show, Love Between the Two Hosts. Can't beat it. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Let me give the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. And that's the last time you heard that tonight, I suppose. Yes, indeed. Yes, thanks, anyway for saying it. So did you have fun yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you're referring to the uh, big K-Rock weenie roast. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. Uh, lots of celebrities, lots of bands. Got to uh, hang out with uh, you know, Goldfinger and uh, some of the other bands, uh, the Verve Pipe and other bands we've had on the show. All nice. All cordial. Uh, sat in a bus. Used the Verve Pipe uh, bus toilet. Nice. About six times. Nice. Because um, Cause they wouldn't let us use the K-Rock toilet. Yeah, what is that? They're afraid. <laughs> they said they were afraid it would fill up. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what they said to you anyway, Adam. That's a good reason. That's like, yeah, we got a fire. Don't use the fire extinguisher. You'll empty it. Exactly. What the hell kind of logic is that? Exactly. Only at K-Rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you have a trailer for the K-Rock people with a bathroom in the K-Rock trailer, and there's a big sign on it, do not use. <laughs> not because it's broken. Just because uh, you may go number two and ruin a few lives. Oh, I got to tell you, and they have those porta potties out there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, it, you know, if you get to them early, everything's cool. <laughs> but by the end of the night, with that uh, jerk chicken going around and uh, those smart drinks. They were selling <laughs> smart drinks there? And, and all, you know, all that junk. Oh, I'll tell you, by about 1030 at night. Plus, yeah. uh, the, you know, all those roadies for Kiss, older guys, you know, eating eating out on the road and whatnot. Those things fill up, and it just gets scary. So uh, I want to thank again uh, the Verve Pipe 
and the Verve Pipe tour manager <laughs> for letting me use the bus commode in there uh, at least uh, six times. All right, Drew, you cool? Yeah, let's go. You ready to go? Yes, I am. All right, a little, a little later tonight, we'll tell you how Kiss was, who was not going to be here tonight. A lot of attitude, apparently. Really? Yes. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you how it was. First time they donned the makeup and the whole pyrotechnics and everything in like 15 or 20 years. So it was uh, kind of fun, except they, for the They one. originally said they'd come, and then they didn't. Is that... Yeah, they, they, they're now very cool. That's oh, uh, produced... Yeah, they were on a year ago, and nobody cared, and now all of a sudden people care, so they're too cool now. Right. The, um... They were on this show a year ago? Uh-huh. Remember? We had Gene. I don't know. <laughs> I was, okay. very impressed. I was very impressed by it, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the the great, the uh, cool Kiss story in terms of attitude is is uh, they're the last band of the night. Uh, it was the uh, Chili Peppers and then Kiss, but there's like a good 45 minutes to an hour before they went on because they had to set up all the pyrotechnics and everything. And the morning guys at K-Rock, Kevin and Bean, two swell guys were going to go out there and bring them on. And... Uh, when we heard uh, they got a message about 10 minutes before it was time to bring them on, uh, you will not be bringing KISS on. KISS brings themselves on. This is no longer a K-Rock concert. It is now a KISS concert. Great. So uh, a lot of attitude floating around. So maybe uh, the fact that uh, the pyrotechnics thing caught on fire and almost killed somebody is just uh, God's wrath. Donna, 13, you're on the love line with uh, Adam Carroll and Dr. Drew. Hey. Hey. Um, Adam, I love you. Oh, really? Yeah. That is, a, that is a problem. Yeah. No, I have a problem, though, seriously. Um, okay, listen. I have this friend, and when I was in school, I would pretend that, we would pretend that we were, like, lesbians and stuff. And, um, like, the other night, I was spending the night at her house, and we were alone, and she started kissing me. And I was like, um, oh, my God. And I don't know what to do, because, um, see, like, I liked it and all, and it was flattering, but... Um, but you didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I liked you it. You didn't like it. I, no, I you didn't like, like it. You, it, was, it was flattering, but it wasn't something you really wanted Drew, to do. Drew, stop leading the teenager. No, I'm not leading her. She, she's having trouble saying it because she's afraid of what that means for her friendship. Right? Yeah, because well, now I can't like talk to her, you know? Right, see? And, um, cause, like, and I was like confused and all. Yes. But I don't know. All right, so, wait I'm, a like, I think I might be a boy. No, you're not. Right. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Your friend is. But you really, it's not something that you were pursuing. You're uncomfortable when those boundaries get crossed. Yeah. And again, we're not using the term bi. We'll use part lesbian or part, part gay. Whatever you say, Adam. Donna. Um, yeah. yeah. Why, why were you pretending to be lesbian oh, around school? Like- no, because like all of our friends like think that we are, or like the guys, and because like, okay, we both have boyfriends and all, but like they they think that they're there like to like we're like using up using them like to like cover up. All right, Donna may have been pretending, but I don't think her friend was pretending. All right, I think that's what it boils down to. And the friend may have gone along with Donna's rap about being pretentious, you know, make, making believe. Right. But the friend really clearly has something more in mind, and Donna needs to learn to assert herself without destroying. Well, her women have figured out that guys are well, guys are attracted to to anything, but they're attracted to the whole lesbian notion. Oh come on, you think no, that's it, why they were doing it? Absolutely. Oh come on. Oh, it's attention. Oh please, Drew. Now it's not. They're not attracted well, to wait. lesbian. I'm not talking about Janet Reno lesbian, but I'm talking about young, nubile, sort of lipstick lesbian mm-hmm. or bisexuality. But look, now look, Donna's friend is truly bisexual or maybe lesbian. I'm sure she is. Donna 
is clearly not. She, right. She, and she's having trouble but, reconciling her feelings of intimacy for her friends with her sexuality. Right. But she is the girl who called Dyke. Huh? <laughs> you heard of the boy that called Wolf? Or cried wolf. She got herself in. She uh, wanted the attention uh, she, from she the cried, guys at she, school. She cried dyke. The girl that cried dyke. Maybe she wanted no attention. She wanted to, to to insulate herself from that attention by saying, Hey, I'm lesbian, you don't don't come after me. No, because you know that no guy is gonna buy that. He's gonna be all over that. You're gonna ask her or is she done with her? I don't know. She was like uh, she was eating She's thirteen. She was chewing cud while she was talking to us, Donna. All right. See? She's gone. She you scared you. her away, Drew. <laughs> you and your antics. She had enough of you. Yeah. No, they, 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 they put on this sort of act, and guys are attracted to it. They go, oh, geez, and they want to watch, and they want to be around it and all that stuff. So, and so, so really, although she may be trying to insulate herself, she ends up attracting stuff. Right. And right. believe right. me, guys would do the same thing. I mean, if we thought for a second that we'd get a whole bunch of extra attention from women yeah. and that they'd be, they'd be attracted to us more if we were walking yeah, around... But- Guys Being would, gay, well, guys would do anything. They'd cut, I, cut their ears off. Whatever. I, I mean, they, right? Drew, are you going to let me finish my thought? No. You, you were on fire tonight. No, I'm, yeah. All right, I'm taking a coffee away. Please. John. Hello. You're 15. You're on Love Line. Yeah. Um, I'm not have a problem because I think I might be a homosexual. So, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Because um, whenever I'm around my friends, I get woodies. And um, ever since Kevin Sorbo came on, on Hercules. What? What is that? <laughs> I'm going bogus. Well, let's, let's, let's hear him. Let's hear him out. Really? Hercules. You know, the guy who plays Hercules on TV? He's attracted to him. I, All right. John? Yeah. You're attracted right. to this guy on TV? Is that the deal? Hmm? You're attracted to this guy on TV? Yeah. And now when I'm around my friends, I get woodies. All right. Yeah. I kind of like the centaur guy, but that's just me. Um... What do you think I should do? Like, how can I? How can I tell? You you can't tell. There's, there's no acid test at 15. Okay, uh, you know certainly it is routine and average for males, particularly around your age, to have same-sex feelings and attractions. Uh, it's also routine. The average male will experience, uh, and the females more so, confusion between intimacy and sexual feelings. So your friends may sort of arouse these kind of quasi-sexual feelings. And it may be that you are gay and you're just beginning to recognize these feelings. Uh, give it a few more years. My suggestion is to you not to act on any of these things. Just to try to stay in touch with the feelings. Don't be afraid of them. They seem to be genuine, whatever they are. And as you get older, they'll sort of reconcile. They'll take care of themselves. John. Yeah? Do you ever think about women? My mom. Okay. Yeah. I, th- All right. The, listen. It's, it's a point worth making. Let's leave John be. Okay, you know, I, don't, I, don't go any further with him. All right, he's he's wising off. Jennifer, sixteen. Hi. Hey. I really like your show. I'm Thank you. That. And also, Adam, like that first girl, you know, mm-hmm. who was saying that they joke around, that's like not even anything that's like sexual. It couldn't be. It might not be. Because like me and my friends joke around like that all the time. And it, it doesn't mean anything. We're not like trying to get attention from guys. All right. She didn't say, like, she didn't say joke. joke around. She said make believe or well, pretend. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Well, it, well but, but, not, but the, the intent isn't the same. Well, the friend's intent was to... Well, yeah, to, the friend was, yeah. but I don't think the girl was, like, trying to get attention from guys or anything. So it's just some way you guys... What? Yeah, it's like just like a thing of affection. You're like, hey, you know. But okay. you know guys take note when women do that. 
I guess. Oh, it's don't play. Oh, Jennifer, <laughs> please, please. Poor, naive Jennifer. Do not play stupid with me. You know that if you sat in school and you hugged or embraced one of your friends, you put your hand in her back pocket and you looked at her and gave her a nice kiss, guys would start gathering around and applauding like seals. Well, that's like going a little bit too far. All right, but you know, you know how guys feel about that. Yeah. And you know they raise an eyebrow when you walk by with your arm around a woman and they're curious and they want to know more. And you know where I learned that is from your show. No. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> see see what we're doing, Drew? Oh. Yes. No. Drew thought he was saving America. Real, he didn't realize we're turning everyone to lesbianism. Oh. Okay, I did have a question, though, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Because you're always talking about, you know, when people call up and they say they're pregnant, and then you ask them if they're getting married, and they say no, and you make a big deal about how it's really stupid that people are having kids, and then they get married later. No, uh, no, 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 no. no. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, thank goodness they actually do that. I just I think it's stupid to to intentionally do it in that order. Oh. I mean, just to, or to have it be okay to do it in that order because the probabilities are. I mean, if you also if you listen to our show, what you hear is that people have pregnancies and then don't get married. Yeah. That's usually what happens. And if somebody's going to have a child, it's usually because they're in a stable relationship, well, because yeah. they've shown they can commit to one another and create a stable environment for a child, not just because they want to have a child. Okay. It's, it's for the child. This thing is about the child, not about the people having the child. Yeah. Okay. The people having the child shouldn't be having a child if they can't create a stable environment. Well, their lives are over already. They're 17, <laughs> you know. And so that, that's why, and it gets, you know, what I say gets interpreted in many different contexts, it sounds like. Uh, I just think, I just, you know, I make fun of it and say, please make me understand why somebody would do this because throughout the history of civilization, it's always been the relationship and then the child. Well, in the Western cultures, yes. All right. <laughs> Yes, Sir Adam. <laughs> I just was going to work that into a sentence no matter what. <laughs> Jennifer. Yes. Are you done? Yeah. All right. Kristen. ignoring what I put 22. No, but you block it with your hand. Uh, sorry, Drew writes down the little numbers of the calls he wants, and then he shields it with his hand like he's uh, an NBA coach drawing up a play during a 15-second timeout. Go ahead, Kristen. All right. Well. She's there. Kristen. Kristen. I just want to make yourself a sandwich. All right. Well, I'm not clairvoyant myself. Steve, 29. Yeah, what's going on? Hey. I'm freaking out, guys. Good. Why? Well, it's not good. Uh, I got this girlfriend in Indianapolis, and I don't know whether I should get married with her or not because I got her pregnant. And, uh, well, you guys are just talking about this. So it's kind of ironic. But, uh, you know, it's weird. I only want her when, I, when I'm broken up with her. I mean, I always want... Uh, Adam's familiar with this syndrome. Yes. Oh, you're a new man when she leaves you. Exactly. You're turning over a new leaf. Yeah, I went out with a friend of hers that she just despises. Oh. And then I see her out at the clubs when I'm out with this other bimbo, and then she just gets all upset. But then I want her because I see that uh, she's attractive, you know, to other guys. And then when I get back with her, then I lose interest in her and... Now that she's pregnant, and I don't even know what I should get married, I'm afraid to get married. All right, Steve. Yeah. How pregnant is she? Just a month. Uh-huh. Is she, is she hell-bent on keeping her child? Yeah, we already terminated one about a year ago, and we had some pretty mixed feelings about that. Wow. Yeah, I, I should say, because they probably could have uh, cured AIDS. <laughs> or can't, probably had the cure to cancer in that inside that seed. Oh, great. Yeah, but of course they uh, took all of a year to... 
lose those feelings of, uh, of regret? Well, no, it's just well, they didn't lose the feelings of regret. What are you saying? They had se- you mean because it was unprotected? Yeah. How'd you get her pregnant the second time, Steve? Uh, she, after I broke up with her and went out with her friend, she decided her love life was in the crapper, so she decided she didn't even... All right, Steve, listen, your phone's in the crapper. Did you use protection the next time you got her pregnant? No. Okay. Of course not. I could not take any more of that phone. All right, what should we do? What should we tell Steve? All right, first we yell at Steve for being an idiot because he got her pregnant once, she had an abortion once, and now he's having unprotected sex with her again. Right. Now she's pregnant again. Right. Now he has a choice. Either get another abortion and feel like the world's biggest jackass and put her through all that emotional Hell, trauma. I mean, yeah. because, you know, by the time this girl's in her mid-30s, she would have aborted an entire family. <laughs> I mean, like a, aborted a, a, a whole soccer team. Or... He sort of do the manly thing and uh, accept his responsibilities and stick things out and marry someone he doesn't like that much and raise a kid he never really wanted. I'm going to go way out on a limb. Do you think there's a probability that either of these people would likely develop a more mature, more successful relationship with somebody else? Uh, No. Okay. And now they have a child at least that they can focus on and try try to reconcile their chaos. (laughs) <laughs> on behalf of the child. Because you know what? These are people that have those kinds of relationships. The kid's going to be the smartest one in the family by the time he's three. Yeah. And uh, and th- it sounds like they have a real, some kind of genuine attraction there, but it's all uh, built on a lot of craziness. Yeah. Maybe they can get that to settle down. When it's built on scotch is basically what the attraction and, but, but is maybe, built on. But maybe, you know, maybe these two people can commit all right. on behalf of the child and right. work on the relationship and settle right. down. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see somebody like either of them doing differently with somebody else. They'll do the same thing with other people. Right. At least now they have a reason to All right. So, Steve, uh, marry her, make an honest woman out of her, and and divert your attentions to child and God. Matt? Could happen. 17? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're on Loveline. Hey. Hey. uh, Hey, I love your show. Hey, thank you. Um, Hi. uh, I'm calling about, like, something that's, like, wrong with my dick. Um, I have, like, a lump, and it's been there for a few months, and I don't know what it is. I've been fine. It's on the penis. Yeah, and it's a it's a hard lump. Uh, yeah. What color is it? Uh, white. And it's it's nothing else like it. Just a single isolated lump. Yeah. Can you estimate its size? Oh, uh, I don't know. Millimeter. Millimeter. Yeah. Is it? Does it stick up out of the skin? Yeah. Is it? Uh, Wait a minute. For those of us who aren't on the uh, metric system, let me explain. A millimeter, twenty-six millimeters in an inch. Thank you. So that would be a twenty-sixth of an inch. Yes. Yeah, and uh, like I'm a virgin stuff, so like right. It's not. I, I no. I don't think you have to worry about it being something sexually transmitted necessarily. It doesn't look like a war. It's not irregular or anything like that, is it? No, it's just, it's just like a race skin. Like, you, like a like a bump on the skin. Yeah. Have you tried popping it or piercing it or lancing it or anything? No. Is it a, got? A, is it got like pus in it, like a whitehead? No. Is it got like fluid in it? Like no, bliss? it's not secreting anything. All right, let's flip all the cards over, Drew, yeah. and you venture an answer. I, I don't here. know. Some normal. You know, maybe a pearly penile papule or something like that. That doesn't okay. sound like anything to worry about. Should I get okay? Yeah, I mean, don't be embarrassed if you want a doctor to check it. I think obviously I can't tell exactly what it is over the radio, but uh, get get it checked out. And I, I I can only just tell you it doesn't sound like something you should be alarmed about. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot, Joe. All, right. All right, there, Matt. Yeah. All right, you got the studded wonder. God bless you, Fred. Fourteen. You're on Loveline. Adam, you're God. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Okay, I have a little problem. Hold on, I'm going to cure you of all your diseases. All right. All right, there you go. Okay, uh, I love to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
All right, and I have this like skin problem on my hands. Somebody else just picked up. Oh, there you go. Uh, that mom? That was my sister. Sister. Yeah. And I, I like want to know if it'll spread. What, okay. what do you got on your hands? It's like this white flaky stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. E- eczema? Yeah. You have eczema on your hands. Yeah. Eczema does not spread. I mean, it doesn't spread by contact. It's a non-infectious process. Oh, the heartbreak of eczema. <laughs> Thank you. I think that right. was an old commercial I saw in the 70s. Cool. All right, so it won't spread. It doesn't spread that way. Really? Not by contact, no. All right, Fred, you're free to uh, whack away. How many times are you good for a day? Uh, Four. Four? Yeah. All right, I'd like to see it up around five or six next time we talk. All right, buddy? On it. Okay, keep going. I'm I'm like um, I'm like an Olympic coach. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, masturbation is going to be a, a trial sport, I hear, and uh, <laughs> in the year 2000. Well, hell, if they can have you know. I was talking to Kennedy at the uh, lovely uh, K Rock Weenie Roast yesterday. It was very nice. Yeah, very uh, energetic. She guy. loves you. Loves me. Yeah, has an unnatural attraction yes, to me. Yes, really, truly, an overwhelming attraction. And I wonder. I wonder, is it a uh, the kind of attraction that a mother has for her son, or is it the kind of attraction that another man has for a man? Oh, wait, we'll rule that one out. Is she dig me like a guy? No. no? I mean like a guy friend. Why like do a... you rule that out I, so quickly? I, I... She may have Why some... Why you call and ask her? You've got her phone number, don't you? Well, she won't come clean. You know, she's a big celebrity. No, no, that'll be scandalous. But All right, the... so you talked to her. I talked to her, and I was telling her about what a loser snowboarding boyfriend was, All right. which is just something I like to bring up every time I see her. And... She said, I said, listen, unless it's an Olympic sport, it's not a real sport. Right. It, it, it's not sanctioned. It's not It's not recognized. And she told me that Snowboard's snowboarding. Yeah. Now, we're going to kick ass on, on some of these little African countries, I'd imagine. But here's what I'm saying. If snowboarding can be a, an Olympic trial sport, certainly the big M could be worked in. I'm going to start lobbying for that already. All right, Drew? Whatever you say, Adam. All right. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. The Ask Women Podcast. There is a point that you also have to really respect yourself. We want to ask you about your book and getting yes. things for free. I'm curious about how that can apply for men trying to get certain women. Is that, yes. Do you have any techniques that cross over? Yeah. You kind of um, complain a little while praising a lot. I always start by saying, I've been a customer for years. I love your company. Whatever it may be. Tell my boyfriend and makes me feel disa- guilty. And you've disappointed <laughs> me. The Ask Women Podcast. Go to podcastone.com for a brand new show. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310-854-4455, I'm Adam Crowley's Dr. Drew. Tomorrow night, we have Michelle 
Indegeo Cello. She's good. She is. She's uh, this, what? How would you describe her, Drew? I don't know about her music. I think she was a very nice woman when she was on here about a year ago. Okay. Interesting person. Yeah. Is she kind of like militant lesbian songwriter? Not at all. I mean, I, I mean that's sort of, I think, rep, reputation-wise, but as a person, she's not that. Okay. So we'll have a good time with her. Yeah. And then uh, probably Everclear will be on later, oh, really? too. Great. Yes. I spoke to uh, Art from uh, Everclear, who sounded great yesterday. Uh, that is uh, on stage. Everclear, the band that is. <laughs> all right. I'm screwing this up. But I, Everclear rocked on stage. And then I talked. To Art, the lead singer guy, uh, and Ann talked to him, and uh, he's going to try to make some time and come out tomorrow. So we'll, they have kind of a uh, tight schedule, but we'll see if he'll come in then. Also on Tuesday, we have the Cardigans and uh, Janine uh, Lindenmuller and uh, Nikki Tyler, both uh, the porn chicks, and uh, the Australian manpower guys who are... I don't know what the hell they're doing here. I think that was one of Ann's ideas. But um, anyway, they they got like a calendar and a hunk thing, and they're going to come in and maybe, uh, I don't know, shave and, and give us like shaving and tanning tips or something. Uh, I do want to make a uh, correction. I was talking at the top of the show about uh, the weenie roast and the K-Rock trailer and how you couldn't use the bathroom in there. And Ann told me, producer Ann told me during the commercial, that last year people are coming in there, going number two, and basically, after about halfway into the show, basically, like, filled up the place, and it w- was no longer usable. It got stopped up. It got it stopped up. so nasty in nice, there. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I mean... And there are people working in there. I mean, there's fax machines. People are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. put this concert on. They have to work in there. Right, like right. They have kind of, you know, people on walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. and Although, every time I walk in, there's a bunch of chicks sitting around eating uh, Funyuns and Cheetos and laughing and stuff. But... Everything's got to be a joke to Adam. It's not <laughs> even true. There is somewhere. Oh, come on. You go in there. Come on. I went in there yesterday. There's a bunch of chicks in around eating wheat thins. All right. But they do talk in the walkie-talkie once in a while. And there's fax machines. All right. Anne's right. The point is, here's what I was saying to Anne. Before you go to these all-day concerts, because I had to go to one of these things that some guy went number two in, out in the hot sun, these porta-potties. And yeah. it was just, I mean, I was crying like, like I'd. Like, I was cutting an onion and lost my grandparents at the same time. And, you know, and but I had a few beers in me, so I was, like, standing there. And there's something, there's some kind of cruel joke your, plat, your bladder and penis uh, plays on you when you're going, oh, geez, come on, come on, go. And it wouldn't go, you know. I was like, come on, I'm dying. Here's the deal. I go number two before I leave the house on one of these big, long time. I don't want to sit down in there. I don't want to inconvenience myself. I don't want to bring pain to others. You know what I mean? And number two is something you can get away with doing just, you know, maybe once a day. Right, right, Drew? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, what's a healthy person go? Once a day. Once a day? Okay. Here's the deal. There's a message to all people because it's the summer concert time. Go number two at home, for Christ's sake. Just sit on that toilet. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if you've got to grab a towel rack and, 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 and bite your lip. But you sit on that toilet and you do not go to that concert. Until you're done with the number two. Because at these big outdoor festival, you know, horde festival and these Woodstock type things, it gets bad out there real fast. All right, Drew? Yeah. Lucas, 24. Overcome by your wisdom. Hey, guys. Yeah. I was overcome by the smell of dookie yesterday, Drew. Go ahead, Lucas. I've over it, obviously. I have a question about vasectomies. Yeah. Um, Like... Like, uh, how much does it cost? 
the average cost. On I don't it. have any idea. No. You don't? I don't do vasectomies. I don't know. Yeah, but you you no, must. I have no idea. Well, uh, I have no idea. Well, you figure you break it down into labor and we, materials. It depends if, if you're on HMO. It doesn't cost anything, does it? If it has a medical indication, I don't know if you can get an elective vasectomy through an HMO. What about Engineer Mike, the one that he was wonder. on HMO? He had to he had to appeal multiple times to get them to do it. All right, we have Engineer Brett tonight sitting in for uh, the one that wonder Engineer cost, Mike. I don't believe it cost Mike anything. What What about the age, average age? Uh, you know. Any any responsible surgeon is only going to do it if there is clearly a compelling reason. If you're a young person, and uh, you know if you have nine kids and Lucas, you're 24, I doubt it. Uh, then I'm certain that there wouldn't be a problem. But otherwise, uh, you're going to have a hard time convincing people. I think. Yes, and by the way, I disagree with this completely. I think everybody who even his. Um, Contemplating having who kids. Courted huh? the notion of having. Uh, having this procedure done should have it done immediately. Are, I think we should sterilize the world. Are there any uh, side effects to it, you know? Essentially none. I mean, no. there can be some discomfort and some cyst and whatnot. How, conform, how but, long but, does it take to recuperate? A day or so. I Lucas, mean, really yeah. what's up with you? Um, I, I just, I don't know. I've, I've never really had interest in, in uh, raising children in it. I don't know if I want to. Uh-huh. Do you have much sex? No. Okay. Well, well, it might be a moot point here, what's the, Lucas. What's the hurry to have a vasectomy? Well, it, that's the reason I don't have sex is because uh, I'm just afraid. All right. That is not the reason, Lucas. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Is there any, like, uh, other birth control be- besides the condom? And by the way, a vasectomy is not 100% effective, okay, in terms of birth control. I mean, yes, you should have... Two barriers, condom plus sponge, condom plus diaphragm, is an extraordinarily effective kind of contraception. Why not have a relationship with the person you're going to have a physical relationship with and get that person on the oral contraceptive pill, which is exceedingly effective? And then you can use a condom on top of that, making the the possibility of pregnancy almost zero, really zero. Lucas. Yeah. When's the last time you you cut yourself a slice? Uh, About a couple months. Uh Uh-huh. You masturbating quite frequently? No, not really. Okay. Well, one, I mean, once in a while, just want to have to, I guess. Sure. Right. When the law permits. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. This is not about... I would not grant you, if I were on your um, <clears throat> HMO parole board or whatever the hell they got, those Nazis got going over there, I would not grant you this. You sound a little unstable. It sounds like the wrong idea. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. This is a relationship thing we're talking about. Not the relationship you have with your nuts, but the relationship that you have with women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one more question. Well, I'm not done with this one. Okay. You need to get out there. You need to have yourself a steady relationship. Like Drew said, once you get into a steady relationship, if the person is able to and chooses to get on the uh, contraceptive pill... Well, and you can put a condom on, then you're not going to have any kids, and you can have sex, and no one has to cut into you. It's not that. It's just it seems like every time I do sleep with a girl, it, it messes things up for me. Okay. that That's what you wanted to ask. That should have been your first question. I'm sorry that we went on so long about the whole vasectomy thing. Uh-huh. All right. Why, why does that mess it up for you? Um, I just feel guilty because uh, I don't have any feelings for these girls. Uh-huh. Anything happened to you coming up, Lucas? Uh, or, or what happened to you? Is more... I don't... I just... My first relationship, it didn't work. It hurt really bad. How old were you when that happened? Um, it just... I mean, the thing started out really good. How old were you when that happened? 
19, 18. Well, you need to go back out there and have another relationship, and you need to be vulnerable. And only there, in that vulnerability, is there going to be any potential for happiness for you because uh, where you're at now is not a good place. Yeah, and, and um, desecrating uh, God's uh, the temple, which would be your nuts. <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's an incredible little factory going all right, on. All right, there. all right, all right. Well, it's it's, it's like uh, it's, it's it's yeah. I mean, think about what a you don't get in and mess that up just because you had some girl screw you over when you're a senior in high school. For Christ's sake, get out there, Lucas. Be a man about things. Everyone gets screwed over. Dan, fifteen. Yeah, I got this problem. Yeah. Okay, I I masturbate like three to four times a day. And I'm starting to get these, um, like, little bumps on my penis. Yes. I don't know what they are. They're uh, quit masturbating so goddamn much bumps. Are they really? Yes. You're, Should you're, I start worrying or something? Well, you're aggravating yourself, Dan. It, what what are those bumps, Drew? They probably are the pearly penile papules. And how are those created? Through irritation? No, they just happen normally. But they might get more accentuated, I think, with all that kind of activity. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you're dealing with dermatology, whether it be like a wart or a zit or whatever it is, if you get in and futz with it all the time, it spreads, it gets worse, it right. gets infected, right. it gets irritated. Correct. Sounds like I've had them, doesn't it, Drew? Yeah, uh, somewhat. That's, oh, what a storyteller I am. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've had yeah. a dermatologic residency. I'm not sure which. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can rule out the residency part. Dan. Yeah. How many times a day are you good for? Uh, three to four. But since I'm out of school, it's girls in like six to seven. Right. Jeez. Dan. Yeah. You got to get yourself a paper out, my friend. But I just, I just can't stop doing it. Well, you certainly can't whack off while you're delivering papers. Uh, probably, probably would try. Or <laughs> I no. tried once. <laughs> I almost killed myself on that bike. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Dan. Yeah? You need activities. I do do, do activities. What do you do? Uh, I play hockey and stuff. <laughs> but you, you never masturbate while you're in the penalty box or anything? <laughs> no. Okay. Hey, Dan. Yeah? You need more activities. All right. Really? Six, seven times a day, even for me, is a little a little much, a little excessive. How much do you go? How many times do you do? Well, you know, I'm older now, Dan. I'm I'm 32. I'm 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 into the um what are, what what would they call that declining years. Yes, I'm starting to slow down a little. I'm good for I'm good for one a day. So I should just like how many times should I do it a day? Well, <clears throat> you're doing like anything that people become obsessed with. We look we look for moderation. Yeah. Yeah, I, the word I was looking for is in my golden years of masturbation. I'm starting to slow down twilight, a little. In my twilight of my masturbatory years. Dan. Yeah. But you, for you, it's a, uh, the sun is just rising on your penis. Do you understand? Yeah. All right. You got six or seven times a day? Mm -hmm. Why don't you see if you can cut it in half? All right. So like three to four? Three to four. All right. All right? Okay. All right. Thanks. You know, <laughs> you know you're doing it a lot when the guy says, uh, cut it in half and you go, okay, so three or four? <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Drew? What? You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm fine. What are you good for a day? Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freaks. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. Love one. We'll be right back.
Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Hi, this is Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Love Line with... Dr. Drew. And Adam. Hey, yes, you are. And they sounded good yesterday, although they didn't play any of uh, what you would call their hits. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. It was uh, they, the Chili Peppers played a pretty short set at the uh, Weenie Roast yesterday. A good set, but didn't play the songs that people sort of associated with the group or recognizes hits, the ones they heard on the radio. And I guess that's what you do when you get popular enough. You can not play your hits, and it's kind of cool. Mm. I guess. Okay. Well, true. Obviously, you have some strong uh, feelings about that. No, obviously, we need to be more popular, I guess. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. She is Dr. Drew. <laughs> Paula, you're 30. Paula? Yes. Hey, I need some help. All right. Um, Well, I'm wondering if there's um, anything besides um, time that cures a heartache. Um, I'll tell you. Tough relationship, right? Yeah, I'm getting a divorce. Uh Oh, and and it's it's kind of his idea or no um but it still hurts because but well what's happened is i was with him for six years but the whole time he was really nice but um for one our sex life was sucked and also towards the end he decided to um smoke pot for like all the time and um it just really hurt and i decided that you know those things were important to me to be sober for one and to have good sex for another uh-huh. so i left all right. And then, well, it gets worse than that. <laughs> I got involved with somebody else a lot younger than me, and I had, like, sex that I've, like, never had in my life. And then he's decided that um, he doesn't want to do that anymore, so he left. And now I, like, have a hole. It's huge, and I want someone else to fill it up. Because it was like, I wanted to do that, like, for at least a whole other year since I never experienced it before, like, every day, like, all the time. How long did you go out with the young guy? Um, gosh, uh... 
about four or five months. Uh huh. How how old was the young guy? Twenty two. All right. How so, long were you with your husband? Um, six years. All told. Yeah, okay. we were we were married for almost three. We were together six, and okay. Okay. it was really difficult because you know we never had the sex life that I thought that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I tried really hard with him, but he just I just found out the heart after all this time that he just. It just isn't in him. Wow. Paula, big emphasis on sex with you in the relationship. I I, I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, most of the time when people call up and and they talk about relationships gone wrong, sex is a factor. Even sometimes they don't even bring it up, possibly because they're embarrassed or something. But you've hit on the bad sex thing three or four times now, and you haven't really even said anything about other reasons other than the guy smoked pot, which is is a factor but i mean uh well that was a big that was it because we were young and it's like we, we would only he only wanted to have sex one time a week on saturday i'm like hello i'm young i wanted to have sex you know like something other than that somehow, somehow for paula that's how she interprets it, no no yeah. that, tension that's, no no that's how she establishes intimacy that's when yes, she's right. able to that's, that's when what she, i thought it was all about that's when that's she's able to break really through and, and some people are that way that just, well yeah but intimacy in in, in i understand you used to in fact men do it that way more than than not and you're not used to hearing it from a woman but some people that's the what they associate symbolically or otherwise with intimacy. Right. they so, need to be recharged right. that way. i did all right paula Here's the deal. First off, uh, you know, going out and looking to hop into something else and patch things up and, uh, and uh, you know, quick fix, band-aid, sex type of relationship is, is an ill-fated plan. Right, right. So what are, you, what are you trying to teach her? Well, what's, what's the concept here? The concept is is when you get in a relationship, you, you get all kinds of emotions and things all stirred up. You, you become like one of those snow globes and someone shakes you up. Right. And stuff's flying all over the place. And if you end a relationship and jump into another relationship before stuff settles, you're doing the person you're getting in a relationship a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice because that's the time. And I hate to sound corny and I'm not a doctor, but that's the time when you're supposed to sit back and evaluate what went wrong. What right. did I do here? Okay. It's like when you get fired from a job. Right. Take a few days and say to yourself, wait a minute. What could I have done differently, and what went wrong, and where? And what would you say? How long would it be a good period of time, Adam? Oh, I, good, good six months. I would say six months too. And, what, and wait, hang on, Paula. And what would you? What would Paula? What would you suggest Paula look at during that six month period? What issue? Playgirl? No. What issue? No. January? No. no. What specific thing is going on with Paula that could help her choose a better relationship next time? And maybe the sex thing would come naturally if she were able to better establish a healthy relationship. See what I'm saying? Yeah, there's specific issues. She she clearly doesn't really know how to evaluate her feelings or her needs in a relationship, and she can only do it in, in, a, in a sexual act, and she interprets that as the entirety of the relationship on an intimate level. Right. And she needs to be able to go out and find figure out she, what she needs. She got it once a week. It was a horrible relationship. She right. got it six times a day by the guy who was uh, 22, and it's a great relationship. Right. Right. More sex, better relationship. And, right. and believe me, there's a lot, a lot of that's true. But, but but eventually the guy's penis will wear off, <laughs> wear down. Right. And uh and and things are going to slow down and you're going to have to look to other things in a relationship other than frequency of sex. Right. So Paula, here's the deal. You you said you wanted someone to like come fill you up and uh and you know, patch this gaping hole. 
Uh, and that's that's and that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Exactly. That's right. You got to take care of your own crap. You got to patch your own hole. Right. Do a little thinking. You know, read a couple of books or uh, some therapy. That, that's really what therapy. That's, and what, all that's that. what if she were to say get therapy. That's what therapy does. It right it establishes a healthy relationship with another person who's, who's you know sort of trained in these things. It can sort of help her through that so she can fill the hole on her own. Right. Although most uh, the male therapists end up banging their uh, patients, but it's certainly not all of them. My dad, the therapist, loves when I do that. Chris, 22. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, just a quick question here. I met a girl in a bar. We hit it off well. She liked me a lot. I liked her. That type of thing. Age difference. I'm 22. Uh-huh. She's 34. Oh. It wasn't the last chick we just talked to, was it, Chris? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right. Yeah, I can't go all night. Sorry. She's 34. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there, like, a good age limit you should, like, go by for, like, rule of thumb to, like, cut it off or well, if she's, like, too old for you? Or... Most of the age limits that we talk about are with people under 21. Right. And regardless of what the age is of the person older, it's, it's you know, usually you're outside of their peer norm. And they talk about the double standard in, in women no, are no. always complaining. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not done with my thoughts, right. girl. Women are always complaining about the double standard, but here's the double standard for men. For instance, if you're 22 and a guy and she's 34, I don't look at it as that bad. I look at Chris as sort of sincere. Right. If if Chris was a female and the guy was 34, I'd say the guy's a pig. <laughs> He's too old. He only wants one thing. Right. So it's kind of a reverse right. double right. standard right. here. That's right. So, Chris, yeah. if you really, you really like her. Yeah, she's great. These things can work out. My, uh, my mother... Ended up, after uh, getting rid of uh, Zorbak and his uh, hippie buddies, ended up hooking up with a guy who was probably 10 or 12 years younger yeah. than she. Oh, I don't know, maybe like 14, 15 years younger. One of your friends? <laughs> the uh, the pool guy. No, it, no, this this guy. Yeah. And is my stepdad. Yeah. And they've been together for like uh, 20 years. Yeah. And he's a great I mean, guy. Right. And everything's fine. Right. It's, I think, it's I think no big deal. Can it, be done. Some people have sort of coined this by saying that adults... Are really all the same age. Mm-hmm. It, it's about it's about being an adult and, and being at that phase you're, and, and sharing certain things as adults together. Yeah, and, and also when you're moron at 22, you'll be a moron at 34. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but she uh, assumes I'm in my 30s. I believe because I look much older. She has no idea, huh? No. How about uh, coming clean a little bit and seeing what yeah. that does to the relationship? Yeah, be honest with her and tell her you're 26. You, relationships and people. Because that's what I'm afraid of. If I come clean, people are have as, nothing to do with me. People are as sick as their secrets. Uh, Chris? Yes? Sex is good? Haven't gotten that far. Oh, okay. Well, listen. If she likes you, she's into you, then when she finds out your your age, it's not going to affect her. Uh, unless she feels deceived or that those there's been deceived. Yeah, I don't even buy that crap. You know, here's my whole take on relationships and reasons people are in or out of relationships. The bottom line is, is when the person digs the person, that's it. They People are always going, oh, what if they find out I'm a virgin? Oh, what if they find out I was with someone else? Or what if they find out I'm younger? What if they find out this or find out that? And like when we had that call a few weeks back about the person who was uh, being a... Um, writing letters to the other person in high school and being like the secret admirer and ended up liking the guy and wanted to right, come right, clean. Right, but right. What, And I said, listen, if the guy's attracted to you, if the guy likes you, he'll forget all about it. Right. I That's think fine. that is the most important element in a relationship. If a person is mm-hmm. into the other person and all that other stuff, whether you're yeah. too old, you're too young, you deceive me, whatever, that's all an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, then that's a good excuse to get out of it. 
Drew? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're not even listening. I'm listening. No, no, no. But yeah, what you're saying is scary, though, because we've also said that what attracts people to one another are some of the sickest things. Right. So. All right. Look, I can say whatever I want. I know you I'm not a doctor. Believe me. I know you I'm an atheist, non-doctor. I say whatever I want. Yeah. Page 23. Yes. I have a question. Okay. It's for Dr. Drew. I have sex with my boyfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess he's hitting somewhere on the inside. It's like under my belly button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt when he's doing it. But after we're done having sex, it's like I get like cold sweats and I feel, I'm gonna, feel like I'm going to pass out and it hurts really, really bad. That could be his cologne. Do you get nauseated also? Um, not during sex, but after Afterwards. sex, I like, feel like I'm going to pass out. And I want to have kids and I'm wondering if it's going to like... Have you ever had a pelvic exam? Yeah. And I've what had... do they say? Nothing? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Have they ever mentioned ovarian cyst or endometriosis? Or? No, it's just like this one position. I guess he's rubbing something or... Yeah, I mean, you know, th- th- this... I, I don't know how else to say this except that... Th- Love th- grommet. No, th- that's your... Oh, yeah. Th- that's your viscera. I mean, you're, 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 into, you're doing something that is... You may, not, you may be disrupting organs. You're not, not supposed to be doing. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, Picture his uh, penis as a ladle <laughs> and your, your vagina is a crockpot. And he's basically stirring up this whole uh, this whole mess in there. Well, like you can hear it. Yeah, like, I, is your uterus is your uterus tipped? Have they ever said that to you? What is your uterus tipped or or flipped over? Have they ever said anything like that? <laughs> um, I don't know. They said it's going to be easy for me to have kids. Yeah, Paige. You know, just Paige, you're obviously doing something that you shouldn't be. And some somehow you're you're, you're you know I, I there are there are potential. Uh, things you ought to get checked out. I mean, you might want to get an ultrasound of the pelvis just to make sure there's not endometriosis and this sort of stuff that can go on there. I don't know that you'd really want to do anything about it anyway except to say don't do that thing that causes you to be so uncomfortable. Paige. Well, it doesn't hurt when he's doing it. I understand, but but you know it's going to trigger it, so don't do it. A couple of quick questions. (laughs) How's the guy hung? Great. Great. Okay. You're talking big? Of course. Okay, so I love grommet. We've talked about this. The little inflatable pad that the uh, the man puts at the base of the penis over it like a donut. <laughs> Gets the springboard action and does not uh, go deep and in, 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 uh, stir up the viscerals. Oh, well, what fun is that? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you what fun it is. You're not you're not vomiting and holding your abdomen an hour later. This Rupturing your uterus. Yes, and also, Paige, yes. what position is it that uh, offends your innards? <laughs> it's, well, I don't know. I'm kind of like tipped. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like yeah, well, you, you can't see. You can't see because he's got the pillow over your head. No. <laughs> it's it's like the doggy, right? No, no, I'm on my back. Oh, so it's like a doggy that's napping. <laughs> I'm like on my back doing like the bicycle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Paige. Yes. Enjoy enjoy uh, the uh, cornucopia of other sexual positions and lay off the one that's rattling your innards. Please. Okay. All right. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Hey, everybody, our friends at Sherry's Berries. That's right. These are giant, freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99. That's over 40% savings or double the berries for just $10 more. Uh, I curse Sherry's Berries. They're, they're too good. Whenever they, they – I do. Whenever they're around here, I can't not eat them. Milk chocolate, dark chocolate, topped with chocolate chips and swizzles or nuts. 
it's just ridiculous. Now, you have to use my code CLL. The CLL is for Classic Love Line. So CLL when you order. And, of course, if you're like me, your mouth is already watering. So don't wait. Order now before this Mother's Day deal ends. That's right. It's Mother's Day. Sherry's Berries are the perfect gift for Mother's Day. So visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S, to order berries.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type in CLL for Classic Love Line, CLL. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, type in CLL, and order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight, so make sure you order now. Well, that sounds like my good friends, the Verb Pipe, whose bus bathroom I used more than once yesterday at the lovely Weenie Roast concert. So I thank them and their tour people for putting up with me. And um, don't worry, it was no number two going on there. Tomorrow night we have Michelle Indegeo Cello. She will be in here, a singer-songwriter. Thank you, producer Ann. Because I can barely pronounce uh, my own name. That was good. That was yeah, good. that's a long one. And uh, hopefully uh, Everclear will uh, come in here as well. We should say happy Father's Day to our fathers. Oh, we should. Yeah. You just called your father. I spent my day with mine. I did, yes. Yeah. Did you, what, tell, what, did you what? tell him happy Father's Day? I didn't uh, hear that come out of your mouth. <laughs> I, I think I wanted him to uh, come to my house and move some junk. And my I wife was, and kids got me a shirt. And a, and a oh, a shirt. Bag, well, that's bag, novel. Bag. It's great. <laughs> no one has ever gotten a shirt for Father's Day. Hmm. Uh, you, know, you know what, Drew? Huh. I want you to tell me all about what you uh, did with your dad. Uh, but not yet. This is Love Line. Radio Station. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Caroli. This is Dr. Drew. Doc? Yeah. Today's Father's Day. Right. You spent the day with your father. Right. As far as you know. And, uh... At least the guy who raised you. You, you don't know if it's your biological father, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's really no telling. Yeah. What'd you do with him? Uh, mostly chased my kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Naked? Uh, part of the time. Not, not, I was not naked. The oh, kids okay. were. Your dad was fully dressed? Fully dressed, yeah. Uh-huh. And he, your dad is uh, is a doctor? Yeah. Is he is he still working? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is he? In his 70s. Uh-huh. Still getting along fine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Doesn't, doesn't have to pee in a bag or anything no, like that? No. No. No okay. diapers yet, no. And what did you do? Did you go to the park? Or? No. Well, they, they have a, a little sort of economy down Laguna Beach, and we all went down there and spent the day with them. They had the brunch? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. My kids acted like hellions. Uh-huh. Worse than you saw. They didn't recognize the old Father's Day notion? Uh, they, they Not really. They like, The present thing is, has meaning to them, but not that it was being given to me. But they didn't get anything. Right. So right. What, okay. So, yeah, but so. your lovely wife, Suzanne, got you a lovely shirt. Susan. I mean, Susan. I, you, now, I, I, you know what? All right. Let me say something about with the Susan and the Suzannes, right. by the way. Yeah, please. Just spent the day with a friend of mine. I got a friend of mine in yesterday. Her friend is named Suzanne. Right. Now, I call her Susan. All the time. And when I'm talking, not to her face, but, uh, you know, hey, I got an extra ticket for Susan. And Suzanne's got a Z in it, doesn't it? To the weenie rose. I don't care. Here's the deal. You're, you're it, Sue. It, it, it's just you're Sue. Right. The, if it can forget be the Susan the Sue, or the right. Suzanne. I mean, just screw all that crap. 
That's the, that's the problem. I mean, that is your problem. That is my, not as my, you're lucky I, we even recognize the, the S and the U part. The Susan and the Suzanne. So I'm, I got all Suzanne right. out, and yeah. then I screwed up your wife's name with the it. Susan. All right. And, and see, that's what it does. And Suzanne obviously made a big deal out of it. Oh, everyone makes a big deal out of it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not apologetic. You can call my wife Sue. It's all right. Yes. Yeah. It, it will be Sue. Yeah. And everybody with their, uh, what, what, what is the other one? What is the sort of uh, valley girl name for that? My brain's not working tonight. But there's, um, you know, it'll come to Susie? me. No, 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 not not that. It's a it's a whole nother name, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll take a call now. Right. Dave. Yeah. You're, um, you're my, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my girlfriend's um like um birthday's coming up, and I want to know how to please her. All right, hold on. Andrea, Andrea, and Andrea, and Andrea. That's that's what I just said, you idiot. Andrea. That's the point. All right, all right. Andrea. Yeah. Andrea. And Andrea. Right. All right, screw all that. You're all Andrea to me. And if your parents are stupid enough to name you Andrea, that's their fault. And you can live with it. Change it to Andrea. Tired of all that stupid name stuff. It's confusing. Dave? Okay, now how would I go, now how would I go among that? I want to go do that. Do what? Um, Even I didn't get it. Huh? You wanna, Even I didn't get it's, it. It's, it's, your, it's your girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. And you want to surprise her sexually? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're 15? Yeah. Grow some pubic hair. Don't. <laughs> yeah, be, I know. She'll be floored. Don't think like a male. <laughs> that's, that's Really? I think this that's is good, good advice. Yeah, good. That's good for everything. This is solid advice. That's, that's probably true, but think about what would what she would like. Okay. Okay? You shouldn't have to ask a couple guys what, what a girl would like. Anne, what, what would a girl want? Producer Anne. 15. Here's here's Dave. Well, wait a minute. She could be into her thirties. Dave, how old is she? She's fifteen too. Okay. Fifteen year old. Are you, th- are you there? Did you hear the call? No. It, it's basically mm-hmm. his his question was how does he surprise his girlfriend sexually at age fifteen, on her birthday? Why sexually? Right. And what would he, what would be much more meaningful to her? Take her to dinner. Make her dinner. <laughs> make her dinner. Yeah, what could he her get dinner. her that would that would that would please her? Flowers. Flowers. That, that's what I figure would a fifteen year old would, would be taken. Oh, you know by. what? Take her shopping. Shopping. Flowers. Oh. Picnic. Oh, hold Shop, her purse. Shopping. Flowers. Picnic. Hold right? her purse and take her shopping. All right, Dave. That is hold awesome. her purse. I think a fifteen year old girl. Oh my girl, god! Yeah. I think for the most part, fifteen year girls. See a man standing there holding the woman's purse while she's trying. Oh, to step trying on. stuff on. That is so cute. Yeah. That's pretty weird. It's, 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 no, it's, I'm not. Believe me, you might as well just be castrated standing out, out, out in some boutique holding a woman's purse. Dave, uh, but believe yeah. me, Dave's but, but, at a very critical point with his sexuality. But, and, he cannot be standing holding purses. This is the point, though, is that mo- if a 15-year-old young lady is having sex with a male, it is because she believes it's what the male wants. And it's not really because it's what she needs except just than for to establish intimacy and to keep you and to do what she thinks you want. So to surprise her sexually is to be romantic, to be caring, to show her some compassion. You know, show her that you spend. Are time. you guys already having sex? No. Oh, you're right. not. So it's especially more. Do like, you know if she wants to have sex? Yeah, she does. Well, do what Anne told you. That that's much more important. Dave, the act of sex will come as a huge surprise to her if you're not having sex. What do you want to do? You get some kind of wind-up toy in her or something. You haven't had sex with her yet. Just yeah, sex is a surprise. I'm always surprised when I have sex. I'm like, hey, wow, this is great. The whole world's surprised. <laughs> All right, Drew, settle down. Dave? 
Yeah. She wants to have sex. Yeah. All right. And surprise her by being uh, warm and uh, taking your time and being considerate. There you go. Okay. All right? Uh And don't lick her too much. Okay. All right. Diane? Hi. Hey. You're 20. You're on Loveline. How are you? You got a question, Diane? Um, Yeah, actually I do. I've been dating a guy for about a year and a half. He is three years older than me. And he's been lying to me about little things throughout our whole relationship. And I've just kind of been blowing it off until now. Um, Last weekend I was sick. And Friday night we were just hanging out. We watched the Bulls game. And he was driving me home at like 11 o'clock. That's right. Chicago, we had to congratulate them tonight. Yeah. They won. Yes, they did tonight. All right, Diane. Okay. Okay. So, Th- thanks for stopping the show, by the way, Drew. Go ahead, Diane. <laughs> so anyway, um, he was driving me home, and, I, and he was. I told him I was going out this weekend, Saturday night, because I couldn't go out last weekend because I was sick. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining that he only gets me when I'm, I'm sick and I'm no fun, and I have more fun with my friends. And I told him like, well, you could have gone out with your friends this weekend. Uh-huh. You didn't have to go out with me. Then he starts yelling at me, telling me he can't go out to the bar on Friday night because he has to be up early to work Saturday morning. Then one of my friends Monday morning came up to me and said, well, I saw Chris at a bar Friday night, told me not to tell you, and was telling him all the stuff about me, how I mean his friends when I'm out with his friends, and that I'm no fun. And Would you rather talk about the Bulls? <laughs> Actually, you're right. Hey, Diane. Yeah. Those aren't really what I would call little lies. Well, yeah, it, it sounds like this relationship is a mess. Little lies are like, hey, how'd you get that scar? And the guy goes, well, I got it um, uh, in, a, in a duel. And uh, it turned out just to be from a sprinkler yeah, head or is, something. This is, this is your relationship is not working. Well, see, he's been lying to me. There's other little things. This was just These aren't little things. These hey, are little things. Diane. These are not little get things. Get off your little things kick. <laughs> This these is are, a medium this, thing. This, these are, yeah, these are these are important things. These are important things. Yes, it is. It's that you can't trust your boyfriend to to remain committed, to value your feelings, to listen to your needs. These are these are the fundamentals of a relationship aren't working. Well, a lot of guys are in lie mode in a relationship, yeah, but by maybe, the way. But guys that aren't really wanting to be in a relationship or aren't ready to be in a relationship. Oh, my father says it's because he's a car salesman. Oh, he's a, you didn't say that. You should have said that right at the top. Let me tell you something about salesmen. Oh, please. 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 Sales is what you do when you have no other recourse in life. These are the, I don't care what you sell. You sell something, you're trash. That's that's my oh, feeling on sales. On now, on. Selling cars is the lowest on the, the, the sales food chain. It really is. You're the shadiest, diciest people in the world sell cars. You really do. They're all going to hell. I, I know guys who sell cars. They tell me how this stuff works. And with, it's got a push. Uh, believe me, sales. Why? Why do you say that? Everybody G- has a car. Everybody a gen- needs a car. He's a General so- Motors salesman. They don't. They have one price. Still, well, you know where they they'll, they'll screw you on all this this Simonizing and all the uh, corrosion package right. and the alarm well, and all that. If you're smart. You'll go in there prepared and you'll say no. Right, but they tempt to screw you. So what? Everybody does in sales. That's people who right. try to okay. their door. Okay, Produ- uh, thank you, producer Ann, uh, under underscoring my point quite nicely. No, but why are you saying that they're the worst? Oh, cars, oh, they, because they just are. I mean, s- car salesmen traditionally are the diciest 
people in the in world. It clothing stores, too. You're standing there with a pair of pants that makes your butt look huge, and they go, those look fabulous on you. Right. They're Here's telling a you. a belt that matches. They're telling you what you, each of you speak to the, the uh, arena of purchases that are most meaningful to you. <laughs> for Ant's clothing, especially pants, and for Ant, it's car. For Ant, it's cars. Yeah. And uh, What about people, mechanics who fix your car? Those are the biggest liars ever. Right. The, uh, well, so as soon as a woman walks in, they're watch like, it. It sounds, I think Adam uh, fixed cars for a while. Didn't he? Yeah, not, yeah a, exactly not across the point. board. Let me, all right, Ant, please. I have a point, don't I? He always says, yeah. Ant, please. Point. <laughs> well, car salesmen are the diciest guys around. Please, some car salesmen call up in 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 in. in I'm not saying there aren't any, but you're just making a all right, broad. So what, what do we do, Diane? All right, all right. Enough about this whole sales thing. Other than that's what you do when you have no other options in life. You sell stuff. All right, go ahead, Diane. Okay. Um, the only other thing is that he's lied to me about other stuff. He went to a NASCAR race in um, Talladega, Tol- Alabama. Told you he drove. Uh, the winning car? No, he, he he went there with a friend. Without telling you? No, no, I knew that he was going, but he told me that he wasn't going to um, go to the nudie bars because mm. that just totally offends me. Right. And then he told me that he wasn't going to be um, doing certain drugs that uh, he did end up Diane, doing. All right, Diane. Diane, look, the guy's a loser and he sells cars. Okay? Well, this relationship's a loser anyway. The relationship's a loser right. and the guy sells cars. He lies for a living, Diane. That's what you do when you sell cars. You're a professional liar. You're a liar with a tie. Well, look. I, Does he sell is, used cars? He sells both. Okay. Well, that, the only thing lower than a new car salesman is a used car. But, Diane, forget it. The guy's a liar. I mean, it, it's just, this is not, if you're not getting your needs heard, or somebody is, and you've said this before and in your own way, Adam. If you're not, well, you've said, uh, if, somebody, if you say you want something in a relationship and the other person won't do it, there's something wrong. You right, said, you said sexually, like that yes, that's the well. Way I in feel. any way, if somebody can't hear your needs and can't attempt to meet them, there's something wrong. All right, and furthermore, I totally forgot my thought. <laughs> uh, but furthermore, it was such, let's go to the next. It, it was such a good thought. It was a great thought. No, I here's what I wanted to say. Here's what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of women and men in a relationship force their partners to lie. Right. Now, I'm not saying it was Diane. Right. That did that in this particular relationship. Right, right. But a lot of women say, don't go to those nudie bars. They make me sick. Those women are up on display. They're shaking their boobies and their ass, and it's pathetic, and I'll kill you if you go to one of those nudie bars. So the guy goes out of town. A lot of salesmen do this, by the way. And they're, you know, maybe it's at a bachelor party or something like that, and they go to a nudie bar. Now he comes home. Now the woman says, did you go to a nudie bar? Well, of course he's going to lie. Of course. But... She has laid the groundwork for the lie. Mm. And guys do that in their own way, too, Hmm. in a relationship. So before you jump on the person for lying, make sure that you you haven't sort of cornered them into that lie. Huh? All right. Steve, 28. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Been married about three years. Got a son that's uh, coming up on two years old. And question or problem is uh, beginning of the relationship. My wife was like totally um, uh, reluctant for having the kid. Didn't really want him. Kind of refused to admit that we even had him and all that. And in the past three months following that, everything like totally 180. And now it's like the only thing that he's the only thing that means anything to her. 
and I'm in the position he was in where it's like I'm just kind of sitting back in the back wondering, you know, what's going on with this whole situation. Do you guys talk about this? Uh, try to. Um, she's about seven years older than I am and, you know, thought she really had it all together as far as that goes, but sometimes it's like she's she's a little kid, you know? Well, now, what happened with the, the first three months after delivery? What was that like? Uh, it was rough. Well, um, I mean, she wouldn't attend to the child when a child would cry and that sort of thing? No, no, not not that. Just uh, didn't she, want our lives to change the way that they did. So she resented having the child. Yeah. Now. And then what turned her around, do you think? Uh, I don't know. She just finally connected with the child. Oh, big time. Yeah, and it's like now I'm I'm in the position he was in where, well, you know, she she sleeps in, in the room with him, yeah. not with me. Yeah. Uh, it must have been. She must have had some sense, or some part of her must have known that this was coming. That uh, you know that once she connected, she she it would be very intense for her, mm-hmm. and that's probably why she resisted as long as she did. Uh, the, the problem now like, is though, know, to, she, she's made it very clear that she only has enough love in her for one person. Well, but that's 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 not healthy. Yeah, I don't buy that. What the at hell all. does I mean, that mean? Some people, some, it, it, it's, well, un, it's supposed to be unconditional. Well, and, no, look, well, there's something called, don't go too far. There's, but there's something called enmeshment. People sometimes sort of blend themselves with a the child. They they can't differentiate themselves from the child, and they just they detach in these terribly intense ways. That's a recipe for trouble as the child tries to individuate. That child's going to try to grow up and become an adult or even become a separate person, mm-hmm. and it's going to traumatize her. She's going to resist that. Steve, and that's sort of what you're set up for here. Yeah. So you, you need to bring her this to her attention. You need to maybe get her get a family therapist involved with this because it's going to really. I mean, obviously, there's a real problem in your guys' relationship as a result of it, and it's not going to be healthy for your son. Ultimately, it's great that she can pour this kind of love on him, but she needs you know, the next step is with a child, particularly when the child's around two and tries to become independent. It's going to be a real source of problem. You're saying and, let the kid move out of two if he and wants she to? Needs to. And she needs to be able to establish more balance in your relationship and her life. And you need to help her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, gently bring this to her attention. Okay? All righty. All right. Steve. Yeah. How often are you having sex? Whew. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but anybody with <laughs> a new see. child. Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, and my birthday. Oh, really? And that's about four month gap yeah, she, in she, there. Listen, uh, this is probably not particularly. Um, Right, easy uh, on her, such as it is. I mean, it's going to be very intense for her, and it's going to, somebody's going to have to tease this out. Steve, yeah, Christmas is coming up. You may <laughs> think about converting to Judaism. I'm thinking Fourth uh, of July. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go uh, out with a bang. Jeez. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's got to suck. First, the kid's being deprived, then you're getting deprived. I only got enough love in me for one. What? That's a, that's. Maybe a, they should have another kid real quick. They kind of break her. Momentum a little bit. That is uh, just a, a horrible statement. Matt, 21. Hi. Hey. Um, I've been in a three-year relationship with this girl. And um, basically, I cheated on her with a couple of guys. A couple of guys? Yeah, a couple of guys. And I come from a religious background. Mm-hmm. So I, I confessed to her several months after I did this. And I know my preference is still for women. I just really feel about guilty about the same sex experimenting and it doesn't sound like it's experimenting if you're 21 and you're regularly you know you've done this a few times and you've done it when you were involved with somebody else. Uh-huh. This doesn't sound like experimentation. This sounds like uh research, a, a pattern uh, and one that you're not really willing to come completely to grips with. So, Matt? Yeah. What kind of religion are you? Hindu. <laughs> Really? And the, Hindu, the, is homosexuality is no good in Hindu? Well, they have um, different views on it, but 
Yeah, just to make a really a short story, you know, it isn't. What, what do you guys have? The Quran? No. Oh, no. Um, what do they have? I've got Upanishads uh, and stuff like that. Uh, you don't have one big book? No, it's a, okay. it's a lot of books. Yeah, that's, the, that's the beauty of uh, Christianity and all that. They just got the Bible. It's like it's uh, like the yellow pages Bahagavad, of religion. What is it, Bhagavad Gita? Is that what they call it? Oh, well, that's one of the scriptures. And they have two, um, the Ramayana and the Ramayana. four Vedic, you know, main books. Okay. It doesn't matter which cast you're in, which book you go with. And that kind no. Of they you can't you you can find something in one of those books that says it's okay to uh, bang other guys? Actually, they all forbid any type of experimentation, so. Okay. All right. Well, well wait a minute. But do they allow homosexuality? No. Well, their laws is if there's two guys, they want to live together and stuff, it's only allowed if one of them becomes, you know, like a eunuch. Oh, my God. And that's the only way it can be officially be allowed, or else they're both condemned and stuff. Oh. So, no, naturally, you wouldn't want to really admit this, that this is what you're doing, or this is what you are. Very tough. Very difficult. All right. Matt. Uh-huh. Okay, so first wow. off, uh, wow. drop the whole Hindu thing. Uh, this is a big waste. Yeah, of drop time. your life. No, Just, no. Yeah, but your I, upbringing doesn't exist anymore. No, everybody, drop all this religion nonsense. Mm. Or it's maybe a big, big waste of time. Maybe get more serious about it. All right. Well, then he's got to pay for the rest of his life in terms of his guilt feelings for having this experimentation with a couple of guys. Mm. Are you done with guys? Yeah. All right. You've sworn off guys. Not interested, and I don't find it. Preferable, you know. All right. Did you have safe sex? No. Ugh. Okay. Because then you're really endangering your girlfriend now. Oh, well, I I haven't slept with her since those times, well, you know. Okay. Yeah. You got to go get tested. Uh, you understand? Yes. You should have ha been tested anyway. Mm -hmm. But you have to test because it's one thing for you to go out and do this. It's another thing for you to go out to do this, have sex with her, put her life at risk, and then tell her you did it. I mean, that is the, the ultimate indignity. Having your life, I mean, you're 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 jeopardizing yeah, someone's life when you do that. Anytime anybody screws around in a relationship with anybody, <clears throat> that's what they're doing. It doesn't have to be gay. I mean, gay is a higher risk, but in any time you screw oh, around, oh right, okay, unprotected. Yeah, yeah. All right, I I, I know. I didn't make that distinction, but right. I, I didn't have to because I was talking about Matt's problem. All right, all right, Mister P Politically Correct over there, <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Uh -huh. are, are you committed to this girl now? Yeah. You, you love her. Uh -huh. All right, go get a test. And uh, then on the way home from the getting tested, buy a bunch of flowers. But is this kind of thing abnormal to be fooling around? I mean, well, if 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 you're having trouble admitting to yourself that you're gay and you get you you get these feelings, you have to pursue because they're they're driving you. It makes kind of sense, doesn't it? And if just you add you add the sort of religious context where you really can't admit to yourself your true feelings, mm -hmm. it all kind of fits. All right, Matt. All right. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any religion that uh, smiles on uh, homosexuality. It, it it screws up the whole religion because the whole idea w with religion is we got to crank out more mindless drones in order to pay more more money into the religion or to fill more you know churches and mosques and temples and things like that. It's crank out idiots. That's the that's the general basis behind most religions. So, of course, homosexuality does not bode well with these people because you're not cranking out idiots. I'm trying to think what Buzz Lightyear said to Woody when he said something kind of <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> That's enough.
stupid? What's going on? Tis I, Randall. You know me best as the voice of the honey badger. Well, guess what? Pretty soon, I'm going to have my own podcast. That's right. It's Honey Badger's Animal Podcast. And each week, I'm going to bring you amazing animal stories, interviews, a whole bunch of fun stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. Coming soon to Podcast One, it's Honey Badger's Animal Podcast. The only place to be to listen to it is right here on PodcastOne.com. Hi, I'm Robin Leach with those champagne wishes and caviar dreams. And you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla. Oh, he's all class, that man. 1-800-LOVE-191, the phone number, fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla, he's Dr. Drew, he's a board-certified physician, addiction management assessment. Ready? Set, go. Set, go. Oh, Natalie, 23. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I have a problem. Yeah? I'm dating a 28-year-old married man. Hold on. I got it. All right. I was about to yell at uh, Engineer Brett to turn that damn music down. Go ahead. Why? I'm dating this married man, and I want to know if I'm wasting my time with him. Yes. It's easy. Easy? Easy. The rule of thumb, don't don't date a guy when they're married. Very, very easy. (laughs) You're really going on a limb there, Drew. Simple. Because, hey. a guy, because if a guy really intends to get out of his marriage, he's going to get out. He's not going to be a married guy anymore, and it's, that's going to happen fast. That's what I was figuring. How long have you been going out with him? Well, we dated about eight months ago for a while, and he didn't get a divorce, so we kind of split up. Mm-hmm. But now, just like this last month, we started dating again, and he still says he's getting a divorce, but he just is taking his time, and I don't know yeah. why. How long has he been saying he's been taking his time? Um... Been about a year that he says he's. Yeah, imagine that. Well, you know, there's a lot of paperwork involved. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't even initiated the divorce yet. He has not initiated. I'm talking about emotional paperwork, Drew. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he's done anything. Right. But what scares me is he don't let me meet his kids, or meet his wife, or any of his other family. Well, no. He's not committed to you because he's not introduced you to the to the wife and the kids. You know what? Get Anne. some self-respect and get out of there. Anne can't sit still for this one. Even she had, had I'm sorry. The mic. You know what? You're just putting yourself down. Get out of there. And believe me, this comes from a woman who has no problem with car salesmen. <laughs> so you know where she draws her lines. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> Natalie, please. This is this is insulting to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the guy is you just think dating. He respects right. her. Well, the, the guy is just dating. Let's face it; he's no, just he respects dating, parts of her. But he clearly has no intention to go what beyond do you mean the whole just dating, dating thing. Dating. He, he's he's clearly the guy who's, who's he is separated and is dating people. That that's clear. They were broken up. He dated other together. people, whatnot. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. He said he broke up with Natalie. Right, but he was still dating other people at that time, right? No, wait a minute. No, no, no. Drew, I thought you're all. go back and eat your popcorn. They're no. happily married together, right? They're currently married and they currently live together. Oh, okay. Oh, see? I didn't get that at all. No, okay. I got that. He, Natalie and he broke up. Yeah, but I thought he, she said he was dating other people. Maybe she said she was no. dating other people. All right. But. Let's not live in the past. Right. Natalie. Bad news. Yeah. Please. This is, this is, this is, there's certain things in life that affect your self-esteem greatly. Or that reflect it. Yeah. And affect it. 
Adam, let me hear. True, what are you? You're like a big speed bump tonight. I can't go anywhere without you jumping out in front of me. Now, where was I? <laughs> Finally doing my job. Yeah, doing your job by killing the show. Great, great job. Natalie. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go continue my thought. Drew, is that all right? Yeah. Okay. There's certain things in life that knock your self-esteem around. Being involved in a relationship where, <laughs> where this God doesn't want me to finish his thought, where the person's involved in a relationship, being involved in an abusive relationship, uh, having a horrible job where you have a boss over your head uh, threatening that you're going to get fired every day. These things knock you down. They lower you. You don't walk as tall, and you may not even feel them, but believe me, they screw up your life. And this is a huge one for you, Natalie. So get rid of this guy and move on. Find a new man? Yes. A non-married man. A non-married one. Huh? Yes, right. yes. Please. All right, let's just hope that this was just an aberration in your choice of men. I'm guessing. Because God knows I'm, she'll probably choose another abusive, unavailable guy. Yes. Mike, 15. Uh, Excuse yeah, me, I, I, I misspoke. Mike, hang on one second. There, is, there really is a difference between emotionally unavailable and abusive, and this guy is emotionally unavailable. Right, it's his own form of abuse. Mike. Yep. Hey, uh, I got a question for Doctor Drew. Yeah, Mike. Um, yeah, I have like genital warts, but I'm still a virgin. I don't know, like, what's up with that? Ha- you've had them diagnosed as such? Well, no, they just like look like it. They're well, warts on my genitals. You sure they're not the penile papules we were talking about earlier? Because they kind of look like warts. Um, I don't know. Well, why don't you have a doctor look at it? I mean, I, I suppose it's possible to have a wart transmitted, uh, you know, through some incidental contact other than sexual. But I've never, I've never heard of that. Hey. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Micus Welby. <laughs> Listen. Huh. Don't go making these types of um, assumptions when you have not been checked out medically. Okay. I mean, this is uh, this is not something. That's a good. That's a good piece of. Advice. Excuse me for interrupting you. Oh again. no, go ahead. No, no, I'm, go. I'm a supporter. That's a good piece of advice. I mean, I have people all the time who I care for who make assumptions and say, you know, this is what's going on with me, and and you're not in a position to do that. A, if you're not trained, even when you have been trained, I mean, physicians don't do that to themselves. You can't be objective about what you're evaluating. All right, now here's a call I've been wanting to get to, John. Hello. Fourteen. Oh, my God. Yes. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, John. Hi, Adam. You're my hero. You are one of my loyal subjects. Yes. <laughs> He's been waiting for 80 minutes. Uh, it's well worth it. Okay. I have a no-handed masturbation technique. Oh, of course, Adam. Adam, you need to expand your repertoire, I suppose. Is wow. That, that, mean, that leaves a hand-free for... page. I'm surprised right. you don't have a book of hand-free mechanisms or okay. techniques. Here's what I'm you working do. on it, Drew. Go ahead. Okay. First thing, you can't be too hairy. Oh. All right. Well, that's a deal breaker for me, well, but go ahead. You were okay. talking about the rear end. And it's, you have to have a penis? Yeah. Okay. You're okay yep. there, Adam. <laughs> you have to have a lubricant? <laughs> yeah. And at the point where your anus meets your scrotum? Uh... All right. Wait. Yeah, all right. That little... Where does your anus meet your scrotum? Does it? Drew? Does that happen? I'm out of this call. You were waiting for this All right, call. go ahead. I'm, I got my pen out. Go ahead. Okay, from that area, uh-huh. just rub with the, lube, with the lubricant, rub all the way up. Uh, yeah, what do you rub with? Just uh, with, with a lubricant. In your hand? Yeah. No, this is just to prepare for it. Oh, okay. This is prep. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Just rub all the way up to around your balls. All right, but, but, but between the anus and the scrotum. Yeah. All right. Just rub all the way up to around your balls. All right. Your penis. 
and and around your inner thighs. All right, listen, my, John. I got to tell you, when I when it comes to masturbating, I'm on the move. I'm a busy man. I got I have to nap and then I have to masturbate again. I don't have time for these long rituals. This is for like special occasions, though. Oh, okay. Okay, so rub it all ar- all around your balls, penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my John, please. You know, I can't listen to that. I mean, uh... Yeah, go ahead, John. Remember, it is a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So around your inner thigh area? Yeah. Around your penis and stuff? Okay. Yes. And, and then you just, just called to say that 50 times. Bend over. Keep bending over. And that's it. Keep bending over. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? No, just, like, get on your knees and keep bending over. Then, yeah. like, um... Your penis will go through the, your lubricated thighs and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right, John. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. And I got to be honest here. I I enjoy the masturbation. <laughs> yes, John was certifiable. I don't like to simulate sex with myself. That, to me, is a little weird. See, you know, these guys are saying, like, like, hey, you know, the guy can blow himself or something like that. You know, to me, that's a little weird. And what John was saying was basically like lube up your thigh, bend your penis around, and actually hump. You're, you're like dry humping your, your inner thigh. And that's a little weird. That's like you're you're having sex with yourself. It's it's not like you're, you know, relieving a little tension with your hand. You're, you're actually forming a bond with yourself, which is I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Drew. Let me ask you honestly: if you could take your penis off and just put it right there on the table, would you uh, perform on it? No. 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 When you use your mouth, that's a good question. I don't think I would either. All right, maybe once, but I, I, I don't think I would get into it because it would be like having sex with Adam, myself. All right, we got the picture. You do? Yeah. You got the picture of your penis? No, being I, I got the, I know, I got, okay. I got the whole thing here. It's just, just a wonderful, wonderful discussion. Uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. 17? 17, man. What do you want? Okay, man. Okay. Uh, I go drinking about three, four times a night now. And and when I sweat in the morning around mostly the schlongel area, that Jamie smells like the brew. I need an interpreter. The, his penis, when he goes out drinking beer the next morning, and when he sweats around the groin area there, yeah. it smells like beer. Good call. Maybe you spilt some beer on your lap when you were loading and it soaked through your undershorts. <laughs> That's quite the possibility, but uh, I don't I don't think so, because it's also sometimes around the neck. Okay, so obviously when you go out and you get loaded, I mean, anything you consume will come out. Oftentimes, in your sweat and in your breath and in your bowels and all that stuff. It can affect that all. I mean, people have some sense that it's somehow coming out of them, but it it can affect the metabolism of, of, and and the, you know. Well, I don't smell under my arms. I rarely do. Uh I'm not bragging, Uh but I I just don't. Uh And once in a while, I'll go, hey, what's that? Hey, who's, what's. Hey, that's me. Like, like garlic. For what instance, is that funk going on down there? Smell. And it's because right. I went out and had like curry right. food, and, Indian and, food, and the indeed, night before. Indeed, alcohol does. Get, particularly, some people give people a very strange smell in their breath, so it makes sense they might give some smell on the on the body also. Right. I don't know what that might be. I mean, a set aldehyde is what's thought to be the uh, accumulating people to get that funny smell in the breath. And that whole smell you get down there is funky anyway. Believe me, there's no. It's not like it smelled like a bed of roses before, and then you had yourself a couple of beers, and now it stinks. It's its own funky smell. It's not quite your underarm. It's not quite your breath. 
It's not your butt. It's not, it's not your whiz. It's, it's his own kind of funkiness down there. It, it, believe me, this is a long time old, like, biological thing. Right. This is you, the, right. That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm just stumbling onto this. But you you have your own funk. You're your own certain sex groin smell down right, there right, because right. the you know in the the old billions of years ago you right. know the other uh, chicks in the tribe. Hey, hey, what's going on with the groin area there? Right. That's what goes on. Or, or more like uh, the, that's how you would mark. Your territory. Right. right. See that that one that smells like me. Right. That is me. That is um, I'm calling myself Ballo. And and you know what? Mosquitoes are more attracted to that area too, by the way. In your it's, case, huh? No, in all this is documented, smart oh, ass. Maybe see. if you'd uh, crack yourself a uh, uh, piece of medical literature once in a while, you'd know. All right? They go down there because it's got its own smell. Hmm. You understand? I, I, I'm just learning so much tonight. All right. Now I'm going to enlightening. I'm going to I'm going to explain the uh, nature of man, good or evil, when we come back. Good. Hello, is this Lapine? I have a problem with my stool. Phone number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. Uh oh, I gotta go. Podcast One presents the Robin Anton Podcast. David Spade. You know what was so sad is that we were on Silent Live and me and this other guy that did Tommy Boy that you don't know. Concord went over there, and then we go, Oh, we're so famous because we're on Saturday Night Live. But we, we forget they don't even get it over there. Are you serious? So no then one? slowly the hats came off, then the sunglasses, then we're like, I think we had lunch at Planet Hollywood. Oh my god, we were like trying to get people to find us. And <laughs> the Robin Anton Podcast at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Caroli. He's Dr. Drew. And he is Eddie, 19. Adam, Drew, mm-hmm. you guys are the best. Thank you. Eddie. Yeah. Please uh, refrain from using the S word on, on the radio. That's you better right. direct them specifically what other words should be avoided. <laughs> I just really dig your metaphors. They're Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Drew. Yes, sir. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I bring about a threesome? Like, I mean, I know you're you asking like me this question. Pardon me? Why are you asking me this question? Well, because Adam, you know, he likes to masturbate by himself, and I don't really hear him, you know, talking about girls that much. Oh, Eddie, believe me. <laughs> well, I would address the question to you, but I don't know if you can give me the right advice. Uh, better than this uh, stiff Drew. Believe me. My, yeah, my, right. My advice is don't have a threesome, <clears throat> especially if you're in a relationship that you intend. I'm you just want to be with two people. Yeah, two females. I might. All right. Yeah, All right. That's Adam. There's two angles you go here. You either okay. go the uh, start a band angle, <laughs> which uh, could take some time. You know, record deals sometimes don't come from for months, often years. Well, you know, Eddie. I don't have that kind of chance. All right. There. All right. So, Save some money or start a band are my two my two initial responses to this. Here's what you have to do. This is advice to all people wanting uh, threesomes. You have to first get yourself into a casual sexual relationship with somebody who's sort of uh, open, 
sexually and, and who has done some experimenting and things in the past. Do not get yourself a girlfriend and then chip away on her trying to convert no, her. You're right. That's the wrong thing to do. Yes, this is a mistake. I'm sure you've tried in the past. Uh, no, I haven't. All right. But I, I just know that's the wrong thing to do, though. Good. It's an instinctive thing. Good. Very good. Thanks. You have uh, good insights when it uh, when it comes to threesomes, young young Eddie. <laughs> Find yourself a girl and begin a relationship. All right, a casual, fun relationship based on you know sex and having a good time and having a good time having sex. Okay. Now, now you have a window. That window is probably three to five weeks in which to, to initiate. The whole threesome thing, because once it goes on too long, inevitably a sexual relationship will become a regular relationship or you will break up. One of the two is going to get caught up in the whole thing. You understand, Eddie? You cannot have a casual sexual relationship with someone for five years. It really doesn't work. It either becomes a relationship or you break up. Either way, you've erased the whole um, threesome notion. Yeah, exactly. All right. So go to a place. Go to a place where, you know, people that are, you know, um, easy hang out, like a junior college. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Uh-huh. Find yourself a woman, you know, feel her out, look at the way she dressed, the way she carries herself, and start yourself a relationship. Make sure that she's uh, done a little experimenting in the past. So and, I have to start a relationship first? Well, you have to start some form of a relationship. Well, I mean, like, you know, maybe some girls that you know, you know. No, no, Eddie. Like, slide it through or something. Right, this is not a one-night thing. Unless you're exceptionally good-looking, exceptionally rich, or exceptionally uh, famous. Well, I'm not rich or famous. All right, but you're nice-looking. Yeah. Yeah, and modest. So, Eddie, listen. I don't want to sound conceited. All right, but listen, you're not going to walk into the middle of one of these things. It's going to take a little work. You're right. But you're worth it, aren't you? Uh, Oh, I I hope to be. All right, all right. So go work on it, would you? Okay. All right. He'll run out of steam. (laughs) People hate work. People hate work even for, like, deviant sexual acts. They don't like work. They have a weak ethic, work ethic, even when it comes to bizarre sexual acts. That's uh-huh. pathetic. Well, all right. The Eddie wants a threesome. All right. All right. I, I would contend that your bur- your burble, your bubble will be burst by this. You think it is the end-all and be-all sexually, and it probably remains uh, better just being a fantasy. Mm. You must. You, people have to have goals. You cannot erase a man's goal. You, you seem to speak from a place of knowledge. I never had a, uh, what you call, like an all-out threesome. But I have had, uh, uh, well, you remember the ebony and ivory yeah, uh, right. discussion a few months ago. Months, m- months ago. and months and months ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just you know, what it is. Believe me, your, your penis adjusts immediately. Yep, that's how it should be. That's the beauty of the penis. Whatever it gets, hey, this is how it should be. So, what do you do? Add a fourth woman? No. Jesus. Chris. Yeah. You're 18? Yes. You're on Love Line. God help. Okay. I got a question here. Uh, I've had two girlfriends now. Oh, more than two. But uh, my first, the first girl I ever slept with. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, uh, I was 15 and she was 18. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't so fresh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, I didn't really know what to do about it. She wasn't fresh down downstairs? Down south. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, so I just, I wasn't sure what to do. I ended up breaking up with her. And uh, this happened to me again, and I'm just wondering, what would you do? I mean, how do you go about, do you just walk up to her? I mean, it's not like saying, hey, you need a breath mint or, hey, go brush your teeth. What do you do? 
Well, of course, Drew would tell you just, you know, you must uh, work the infectious. I'm concerned. Work the infection angle. I'm concerned I mean, about your health. That's the fact. I mean, there's <laughs> I a, think something died in you. I'm concerned the about their health, too. It's a sign of infection, and, okay. uh, and it needs to be treated. Yeah. And uh, you just. Because uh, after I, I left, I. This girl where I was living. I mean, I, if you ooh. take a genuinely caring posture, somebody's going to appreciate you caring about it. it. Well, is, probably not. But here's the thing do the whole curious thing. Mm-hmm. Work, and, and, and here's the deal don't make it seem like you're uncomfortable talking about it. You mm-hmm. got to, like, spit it out. You got to go, you got to get down and go, whoa, hey, that's different. Well, how am I supposed to do that? I mean, you know, it's, this girl, I, you know, I really, I, well, I thought I loved her. You know, I'm All right, wait, well, Ann's got to put on. But before Ann chimes in we get another uh, argument like we did over the car salesman and what i'm saying is is mm-hmm. do work the concern angle go yeah. and and don't work like you're if real you, uncomfortable you, and you, you feel work, nervous if you act or worked a concern angle you're gonna get in trouble because right. if you're not sincere don't say it. all right all right well then we'll get you sincere Okay. She could have a very uh, important disease. I know important isn't the right word, but a serious, Sign- significant, significant could, that she needs to know about. Because after, after I left where I was living, it turned out that she ended up having all kinds of, like, there you go. There you go. If you right. had, look, if you had if you had brought it to her attention earlier, guess what? Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. But he was 15, and he was happy just to be getting light. Yeah. Well, it, it turned out she was screwing around on me. So what I ended up doing, though, this was kind of rude. The way I kind of told her was I, <laughs> before I left, I ended up leaving a bottle of douche on her car, and I wrapped it up nice and gift wrapped, so it was nice and pretty, and I. Uh-huh. Put a put a card on it that said "Hope you're smelling better," because I found out that she was like screwing one of our friends' brothers. You are out. silky smooth, Chris. You're like uh, the, the the James Bond of uh, stupid teenagers. <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of proud of it at the time. I feel bad for it now. All right, yeah. all right, but she deserved it. She was screwing around in you. All yeah. right, Chris, Chris. Yeah, my friend, come from concern. Okay. All right. Go to that place in your heart where you smell something funny, and then come from love. And come from concern. Ryan? Yeah. You're 20. How you doing? What's the problem, my friend? All right, I got a couple quick questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping Goldfinger can help me out. Oh, oh yeah, there's a, little, there's a little delay problem there. But, uh, yeah, they can help you. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. Wherever you're listening to the show, yeah. you're hearing uh, whatever you Thursday. heard Thursday. Are Is you this, serious? Yeah. yeah. Goldfinger was here Thursday. They're not here now, I assure you. You would hear Darren. Oh, <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, I got a quick question. Um, all right, uh, there's this girl that uh, I'm working with, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a summer job, and we've been really good friends for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and uh, I just found out that uh, she really likes me, you know, and uh, she probably calls me like two, three times a day and everything. And uh, What kind of job was it? Uh, let's see, like summer school, like for high school. You were teaching. Right. And she was a teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I don't know, like, every time she calls or whatever, I'm just like, uh, you know, oh, I'm busy. You know, if she asks me out. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. Let me tell you, this is going to be something fun for you to do tomorrow night. All right. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, when they replay this show. Yeah. At about 10 to 12. Yeah. You can listen to yourself drone on endlessly. Right. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. All right. Let's get to the question. The question is, how does he handle this girl who likes him? How do I get rid of her with still being friends? Oh, okay. Well, you. Here's the deal. When women come on to a guy, and they they're not supposed to, as far as society goes. I mean, society sort of frowns on that a little bit. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Women who come on to guys get a little bit labeled. It's not a comfortable thing for women to come on to guys. So you give them the slightest little thing of, I'm really not interested, and they'll go, oh, oh, no, 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 I wasn't even interested that way. Mm. Probably back right off. Yeah. And, 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 and act like she wasn't interested in the first place just to save some face. So just don't give her anything. Don't give her any indication you don't have that you like her that way. Do you have a girlfriend or anything like that? Nothing else going on? Do I? Yeah. No. All right, Ryan? Yeah. Don't give her anything. They they will not survive. This goes for all people that are interested, male or female. You cannot throw them little scraps. Right. Do not give them a little crust of bread. They will stay alive. They'll be like Gandhi drinking their own urine. They will stay alive just on that scrap. You can give them nothing. All right? All right. I'm starting to itch. Love line, I'll be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Hey, sports fans. We got about a minute and a half of the show left, so I'm not going to give the phone number out. I'm not going to give the fact number out. And uh, Michelle. <laughs> in day Gayo Cello. Good. It just sounds so funny in my own head when I say that. I sound like I'm screwing it all up. But uh, she will be in tomorrow night. Also, hopefully, uh, Everclear will be in. I don't know if all Everclear or just Art, the uh, lead singer from Everclear, will be in. But I uh, talked to him yesterday at the uh, K-Rock Weenie Roast, and uh, they're going to try to make it in. So not uh, Great guys. inked in, but penciled in. Yes, they are good guys that really want to do the show, but yeah. they're a very important band. Uh, Tuesday... Cardigans will be in studio. Also, no. Uh, also, uh, Janine uh, Lindenmulder, Linden Lindermulder. Christ's sake, just get a poor name, would you? Linda Star or, or, or uh, Janine Star, Janine like hips or something. Oh, that's got to be a real name. Anyway, she's a really hot blonde that only does the lesbian stuff. And uh, Nikki Tyler will be in, a friend of hers. And they're opening some, like, porn shack or something, and we're going to talk to them. And also the Australian manpower guys are going to be over here. Well, and once every five years, a bunch of good-looking guys going from Australia, shaved and bronzed and pumped, and they do a bunch of calendars and stuff, and the chicks go nuts. So uh, that was kind of an Ann thing. I uh, want to thank... The beautiful Lisa for doing the phones tonight. The lovely Sherry for doing the phones tonight. The argumentative but angular producer Ann for doing a wonderful job tonight. Brett engineering the show, stepping in quite amply for the one that wonder engineer Mike, who's uh, off with his girlfriend trying to get some tonight. Uh, I guess he'll be back tomorrow night, but it doesn't matter. We don't need him. The show goes on. So until then, uh, I'm Adam Carolla, and he's Dr. Drew, and mahalo. Been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.